Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. What should you do if someone knocks on your door and wants to talk about the jab, as Pastor J.D. calls it, also known as the COVID-19 vaccine? In today's message, Pastor J.D. talks about how that person is not the enemy. They are your mission field. With gentleness and respect, share that Jesus is your reason for hope. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 18th, 2021. For today's update, I am going to attempt to answer some of the most often asked questions pertaining to all the information, even misinformation that's being reported today. Please know, and I hope you know this, that I never want to posture myself as an expert who has all the answers, because I do not. Uh, Actually, I owe a debt of gratitude to you as a local and online church as well. Many of you have sent me your research, and I want you to know it has been a huge help. Actually, truth be made known, I really need to commend you, because you're among the few who truly has ears to hear the hard things. This is what our study was on Thursday night. Uh, We're going through the book of Isaiah, and Thursday night we were in chapters 29 and 30. And I want to read for you verses 8 through 11 in Isaiah 30. It's going to be germane to what we're going to look at and talk about today. Now go, write it before them on a tablet, and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come, forever and ever. Okay, that's what you're going to write? Yeah, verse 9, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, do not see, and to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things, speak to us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. What? (laughs) Do you know what they were saying? They were saying, first, to the seers, stop. We don't want to see it. And they were saying to the prophets, stop. We don't want to hear it. 
We only want to hear smooth things. We don't want to hear hard things. And if you are going to speak, just lie to us. Prophesy deceits. We don't want to hear the truth. We want to hear what we want to hear. And if you can't do that, then don't bother. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease. Just don't say anything at all. Now our tendency is to look at something like this and fancy ourselves as never being one who would ever say anything like that. I mean, that was them then. Certainly this does not apply to us now. Well, actually it does. Second Timothy chapter 4. I'll begin reading in verse 1. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and His kingdom. I give you this charge, Timothy. Timothy's a pastor. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is exhorting him and charging him, verse 2, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct. Rebuke. Well, we don't want that. And encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And here's why. For the time will come, dare I say, that time is here, when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. In other words, there's coming a day when people will say, hey, either you tell me what I want to hear, or I'll go down the street and flock in great numbers to a teacher who will. And here's the thing, you don't have to go very far to find one. Oh, they'll stay away from the hard things. Let's just talk about the easy things, the good stuff. God loves you. It's all good. You're good. We're all good. It's good. Have a good day. God bless you. Let's hug. Group hug. You'll forgive the dramatization, but sadly it's not too far from the truth. See, this is what our ears are itching to hear. I'm a good person, and it's all good. But in God's Word it says, no, it's not good, and neither are you good. (laughs) There's an interesting account in the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter. I want to begin reading in verse 60. Jesus has just got done teaching the multitudes a very hard teaching. Therefore, many of His disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in Himself that His disciples complained about this, He said to them, does this offend you? 
What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, and who would betray him, speaking of Judas. And he said, verse 65, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, listen to this, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Translated, they bailed on him. Why? I don't want to hear this. This is too hard. Speak only smooth things to me. Don't be so negative. What's with all the doom and gloom? Don't be a Debbie Downer. (laughs) Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter, I love Peter. I tell you, I love Peter. I can't wait to meet him. Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Which tells me he actually thought about it. You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ the Son of the living God. Yeah, I don't want to hear this, but I need to hear this, because you alone have the words of life, eternal life. You are the life. Where else are we going to go? Oh, my flesh chafes at this. Week in and week out, my flesh doesn't want to hear this. Things are bad really bad, really, really bad. Let's close in prayer. (laughs) They are. And here's the thing, it's going to get worse. Have a nice afternoon. But God, but God. I share all of that to say this. Thank you. I really mean that. Thank you for not only putting up with sound doctrine and hard things, but thank you for requiring it, demanding it. I cannot thank you enough for having ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, His people, as this, His church, in this, the last hour of human history as we know it. You make what I do an absolute joy. And I know I share this often. I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but I deem it such a privilege and honor to be the pastor of this church and the church beyond these walls. So thank you. Thank you. Now, if you'll kindly allow me to, I would like to take 
and tackle some of the hard questions with the hopes of providing the needed answers. Okay, what follows, in no particular order, are several questions that I myself have been asking, and they are packaged with the answers that I hope will be a help to you and an encouragement to you as well. First question, what do I do (laughs) when they knock on my door to give me the jab? Either don't answer it, or if you do, have at the ready a script and an answer, because they do. Did you know that? Pictured here is the door-knocking script that an online member sent me from the Lake County, Illinois Health Department and Community Health Center. Uh, We provided a link below if you're interested. In it, it's quite extensive, covers everything. It's kind of interesting because the first thing they address is, don't be nervous. The The reason, you're nervous, what about me? You're the one wanting to give me the jab. The reason I mention that is because, think about this, they are not the enemy, they are the mission field. And they're probably not only as nervous as you are, they might even be more nervous than you are. So in it, they state that the, quote, door knocker is not soliciting, because they are not seeking an order for any goods or services, so they're not considered to be a solicitor. Therefore, no solicitation signs do not apply to them while they are performing this activity. I'm I'm quoting, always be respectful of the residents you interact with, and if asked to leave, you must do so. No trespassing signs still apply and must be complied with. So what's going to happen if somebody comes to my door? (laughs) I hope they get saved. because I'm going to share Jesus with them. An online member sent me this sign, Vaccine Solicitors. It says, you are trespassing on private property. If you proceed with solicitation, let it be known to you that you will be presented with the truth of the ABCs of salvation. I don't think they're going to knock on your door again, and if they do, then that's an opportunity that you need to seize. By the way, if you stay with us online today at the end, I want to do something a little bit different with the ABCs of salvation. You know, we, we often refer to them as, you know, being so childlike, simple. It's, it's not just as simple as ABC, it's actually simpler than ABC, because of the centrality of the B, believe. It's even more simple than ABC. So hopefully you'll stay with us till the end for that. 
Can I draw your attention to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15? You're familiar with this verse, at least I hope so anyway, because it is an exhortation to us to always be at the ready with an answer. So that knock comes on the door, answer it, and be ready to share with them that hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Peter by the Holy Spirit writes, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Now that's interesting. Give me just a moment on this. I think I would be grossly remiss if I didn't point this out. It's interesting that in their script they are told to be respectful. How much more so should we be respectful? We are representing Jesus Christ, and it is incumbent upon us to be very respectful to the people with whom we are sharing the Lord with. I think we do err greatly in our witnessing, in our attempts to evangelize and share the Lord with people and share the gospel with people. If it's done with the wrong, or you could do it the right way, but if it's with the wrong heart. And I'll tell you, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it early on in my walk with the Lord, I was just belligerent, you know. And I was set out to win the argument, but I'd lose the opportunity. Ah, makes me want to cry. Be respectful, be gentle, be kind, be loving when you share the Lord with people. I'll take it one step further and just suggest that Maybe the Lord will choreograph the steps of that door knocker to knock on your door, orchestrate the circumstances so they have your address on their list, because somebody's been praying for their salvation. Maybe their mom, maybe their dad, grandparents, loved ones, been praying for years for them to get saved. And here's the Lord, just picture the Lord in heaven, His eyes searching to and fro, looking for someone that He can entrust them to. So He he searches to and fro and He finds your address. He says, put them on their list. I'm going to answer that prayer. And they come to your door. And (laughs) instead of you getting the jab, they get saved. How's that one? Question number two, what about these variants? Specifically what we're hearing about more so now, the Delta variant. Well, (laughs) it seems that this is yet another way to get more people jabbed. I had numerous people send me this video titled, There's No Variant, Not Novel, No Pandemic. Dr. David Martin with Reiner Fuelmick, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, probably I'm not. 
In the one hour, 22 minute long video, Martin talks about how this is a campaign of coercion and terror to address a stated objective and that there was no novel coronavirus. A check of gene sequence versus all patent records showed that this was not novel since the year 1999. He talks about how that there are 120 patented pieces of evidence showing total fallacy of the claim of novel. In other words, this is man-made, whatever this is, and it was weaponized with evil, malicious, nefarious intentions. Number three, why are some people falling ill or even dying while others are not? Now this is a tough one, just kind of hang in there with me. There may be a couple of reasons for this, one of which is that, and I want you to think about this, if everyone died shortly after the jab, people would realize it was because of the jab, right? So it's believed that whatever they're injecting people with takes time to duplicate itself into every cell of the body, and depending on many factors, that may take some time. So there's enough of a distance between the jab and the death, as it were, so that they cannot tie it back to the actual jab. And I'm calling it that for a reason. It is not a vaccine. It is not a vaccine. Another possibility is that some may only be getting a saline placebo initially and even intentionally. And I'll expound on that if you'll uh, just bear with me. According to this June 29th Newsweek report, a small number of people have been injected with saline rather than a COVID vaccine in South Carolina. I had several people send me this video of a recorded phone call to Moderna from someone who experienced adverse effects from the jab. So she calls in and she talks to this Moderna rep. And the Moderna rep states, and I'm quoting, all the clinical trials, trials, are still ongoing. Results of the phase three study, wait, phase three, oh, we're, that means there was a two and a one. I know that's deeply profound, but if we're already in phase three, we must have already finished whatever phase one was and whatever phase two was. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. 
How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.